just when I was a kid, how in the I never thought in the world I'd be talking to Chris Simpson of Mineral. You know, right. when that meant so much to me growing up and listening to them, and and um, and actually. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I probably shouldn't say something, <laughs> but there's, no, there's no, 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 well, I don't know if I can, but there, there's two other people that I've been talking with to come on the show and it seems promising. Like it might happen. They're also part of these bands I've mentioned. So I'm getting nervous thinking nice. about it, <laughs> but I'm hoping they say yes. Tokyo tonight. Tonight. Hey, no worries, man. It's all no. good. It all happened backstage, so it doesn't matter. It's like it didn't even ex- exist. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of funny because Aaron was kind of like, he does do his own show. So it's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he totally yeah. ratted you out. He was like, it is weird that he's not. <laughs> Well, right. well, hold on. the the uh, the stream yard. I'm not used to stream yard, oh. so that's that's like why because my computer is like I don't recognize this. What are you doing? So yeah, yeah. sorry about it that. Is, <laughs> it is weird. No, it is weird because okay. even during the pandemic, everybody had their own fucking channel or whatever the hell they were doing it on, and it just annoys the shit out of me that that your own camera equipment that you pay for just can't adapt to it. It's like. <laughs> Every time I go into yep. something different, the lighting is off. It's yep. dark. I'm the wrong color. Yep. I'm like, come on. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like well, I was just telling Scotty before the show, you know, I, I'm an audio engineer. But for this stuff, I don't even bother with the audio stuff. I turn it all off. I'm going straight through the computer because yeah. I know it's going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, too. Smart. Yeah. How did you guys wind up hooking up? Do you want to go, Aaron? Yeah, we, there you go. <laughs> we found each other online through uh, an app. That is, a, that is that is absolutely fucking wow. adorable. I mean, it's how I met my wife and my <laughs> bandmate. So it, it, it works. Wait, no, when uh, did you meet? Did you meet your wife on an app first or your bandmate yeah. first? Wife. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's the smartest thing I think I've I've heard so far about using a dating app is that you were like, you know what? It worked for love. I wonder if it'll work for a career. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why not, right? Um, yeah. Everyone's online anyway. No one's going out of their house. So absolutely. Is, uh, so yeah. So there, there, there was a there, there is a, a specific app for musicians. Uh, mm. It wasn't a dating app, just so everyone knows. It was, a, it was, it was a a, a music special, you know, for basically like Craigslist, a modern version of Craigslist for for musicians, go. and right. uh, it's cool because it, it, you know, it, it enables you to create a profile you put some of your your music your content on there list your influences or whatever so you kind of get a sense of who it is you're meeting before you even speak to them um so yeah that's that's just kind of and we got lucky because i i met a few other people through that app but nothing really panned out but but with with scotty it just it you know it really took off it 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 worked for us so yeah that's cool and what was it like? I mean, when you when you met other people through that app to do like to you know to see if they want to be in a band. I mean, it's awkward when you're doing a dating service kind of thing, and you've got to ghost the person. It's got to be even worse when you're like jamming with them or trying to figure out if you're musically you know synced, and then you're not, and you're just like, yeah, dude, I don't want to play in your fucking shitty band anymore. <laughs> 
like how does that even work like was it weird or did you just it, it was a mutual or the parallels are so uncanny to from dating to to being a band or or just being in a marriage yeah. or a relationship yeah. in a band yeah. I mean, there's so yeah. many similarities right. you're right i mean there's there are people that you meet that you it's a little weird at first you're getting to know them and then you know you might quickly realize this isn't a fit um, <laughs> and you got to you got to figure out how to you know kind of let them know without being a total dick but um right. i imagine you yeah. showing up to like their garage with like hardcore music equipment and they've just got like a harp and a like a, a recorder <laughs> and you're like you know what actually this isn't gonna work yeah <laughs> I that wasn't in your profile yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. i don't know there was one there was one playing, guy but... in particular that was here scotty and i and he came over and i and i kind of knew within oh yeah that's right the first oh. 10 15 minutes it wasn't you know and i kind of even gave scotty a look like this ain't gonna work. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so you know we jam we obviously i didn't say get out of here i didn't kick him out but hmm. you know we had to kind of sit through like an hour or so right jamming, and then it was that well okay we'll call you and then i just yeah, yeah. so that's how you guys wind up also kind of like you, you after you met scotty you still used it to find like other band members or see what else was out there yeah well, we, so oh go ahead scotty oh no i was just gonna probably second what you were saying but i would just that we kind of because we clicked we're mm. the 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 idea of having a drummer and a bass player or even another maybe another guitarist was still kind of in play but we were I think because we clicked so well and it, things kind of happened quickly that yeah. it just like, uh, this is working. What's working right now, nice. especially like distance wise nice. and, and the connection, uh, that we were just like, okay, we'll just, let's focus on writing songs right now. We'll kind of worry about that later. Cause cool. it was to be, you know, a live band, I guess in a way. And then it actually turned up to where no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So then what was the both of you like? Did you both start out wanting to be musicians or be in a band? Like, how did that kind of like, because you're an audio engineer by trade. Am I right? Uh, well, not totally professionally. I do have kind of oh. like a regular day job, but I, I am an engineer and producer and mixer as, as cool. well. Okay. Um, yeah, but did I did that we come both... with being in it. Did, did that come with being in a band like it kind of forced you to do that kind of work? Yeah, I mean that that was my introduction into it. Uh, okay. When I was uh, you know, graduating high school and figuring out what I was going to do with my life, I did kind of have intentions to go into the music business and and be on the, you know, on the production side and I went to school for it actually. And I cool. I did start working in the field a little bit, but you know, you don't make any money <laughs> to yeah, start out. Right. So I kind of, you know, kind of got into the corporate world and got a, you know, a real a real job, a day job. Mm -hmm. um, but I never stopped doing the music. I never stopped producing and writing. And, and Scotty and I both, we've played in bands all our life, you know, from young age all the way up to now. So it's, nice. it's nothing, nothing really new for us other than, you know, just this particular project. But yeah, that was, that was the intention at least is, is, the, is to make records. That's cool, man. What about you, Scotty? How did you wind up getting into music? It was, it was something where it was always around the house. And um, I grew up in a um, very uh, religious home. So it was like a lot of praise music and worship and stuff. And so that kind of like, it appealed to me. But the thing that really appealed to me more was when we'd go like for like beach rides and stuff. And then I'd listen to like Beach Boys and that kind of stuff. So that the catchiness always stuck with me. And then as I got older and older, my brother actually got me into, um, <laughs> sounds funny, but I got into like uh, Christian punk and then Christian metal. 
and okay. stuff. So that was sort of like my my lead into. So then when it came to the sort of eye opening moment for me in music altogether, where I was like, okay, I need a guitar, was when uh, the, the second I saw the video for Smells Like Teen Spirit, I was like, I need a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, yeah, I want to destroy my, my high school. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking past tense, guys. It's not a threat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swatch no, but, team just assembles onto your house, like all of a sudden. <laughs> I know, go away. It's um, fine. I went to a, I did a, a stand up show not a couple days ago and like bad, bad timing all around. I think it was uh, <laughs> like immediately when uh, there was another Jesus Christ. There was like another I think there was like a mini school shooting or something like that. I think they might have taken oh, him down no. or whatever, but I had no idea. And I came on in like a long coated like leather jacket or whatever. And uh, and, you know, my hair looks like the way my hair looks or whatever. And I said, uh, yeah, I, I came out of the pandemic looking like a school shooter. <laughs> and then I was like, obvious. And then I it, like they kind of got like a smattering laugh. And somebody was like, too soon. I was like, oh, fuck. Did it happen again? Uh, I'm like, come on. What happened? Um, it was yeah, good, I, though. It was good. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> oh, it was nice. It was a good time. <laughs> how, how did it end? Did it end okay? Oh yeah, I had another oh, yeah. uh, you know, with 39 minutes to do, so it was fine. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we worked it out as a people together. Okay. Oh, um, but yeah, no, it was pretty cool. But that's I know what you mean. So you basically just had a lot of music and stuff around in this. What was the first instrument you picked up? It w it was a guitar. Oh, it was a guitar. A, oh, that's cool. I, too. I get teased for it, but it was a friend of our no. my mom's. Well, it was a, <laughs> well, I get teased for it from our from Max is because it was a pink electric guitar so oh, i never okay. lived that right. down <laughs> that sounds like max yeah that is, i don't know her that well but yeah that does sound like max as much as i do know that's funny oh my god yeah. i was like who would tease somebody with a guitar that's fucking ridiculous if you had anything else maybe no but it then was you're like well, max. Like, if you started playing guitar in 1986 87 when i did a pink yeah. guitar was like the thing to play like that was pretty yeah yeah Right, on MTV, and they were all playing pink guitars. <laughs> I didn't have the hair that matched, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Who were your influences? Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> this is going. Um, for me, obviously, it was like Nirvana and Pearl Jam to the, at the beginning, right? And right. then, uh, then it all kind of took off from there. And then one, uh, one day, my when I was in a different band, um, we listened to the uh, a college radio station. And the group Sunny Day Real Estate came on the oh, song yeah. In Circles. I know. And that. dude, I'm telling you, that day on, it changed my perspective of writing music and yeah. writing lyrics. And I just became a Sunny Day Real Estate fan and Jeremy Enoch fan, the lead singer. Um, and then I just focused on like like the emo, that kind of emo style. So like Mineral and then Get Up Kids and yeah. stuff along those lines. So That's awesome. what, yeah. what about you, Aaron? Oh, let's see. How do I answer this uh, <laughs> in a precise way? So my my initial influences were like top 40 radio in the early 80s. So okay. we're talking, you know, my the first cassette I ever owned was Michael Jackson Thriller. But, you uh -huh. know, it you turn on MTV from 1981 to 85 and, you know, that those are my influences. You know, the cars, Hugh Lewis in the news, uh, you know, Tears for Fears, Dreams, yeah. all those bands. Then in the later 80s, when I really got into guitar, I really was influenced by the hair metal, glam metal scene. So the Motley Crue, Whitesnake, Poison, right. those were, were my jam. Uh, but 
you know, they say you're influenced the most by the music you listen to in high school, right? Mm -hmm. sure. So I, I was in high school from 1990 to 94. Okay. So that, that gives you an idea of, so that's where I think Scotty and I start to kind of cross paths a little bit, you know, like the Soundgarden, Allison James, Pearl Jam, yeah. you know, that scene, that, and even today that is in my, my blood. Yeah. Um, but also in high school too, in those early nineties, I, thanks to a neighbor of mine who was a senior when I was a freshman, he introduced me to the sixties and the seventies. And that's how I got into Led Zeppelin and I got into cream and Leonard Skinner nice. and Steely Dan and all that in my high school years, which ironically, those bands influenced the guys and, and girls in the nineties were making music then. So I was kind of seeing how all these, like how these musicians were influencing these and how their sound evolved and stuff like that. So it's a long-winded answer to say basically over these different eras, that's how I kind of was brought up in music, in popular yeah. music. Are you yeah. are you kind of pumped about because there's a there's a resurgence of nineties shit that <laughs> yeah. like yeah. and I, I can't I'm saying all the bands you just mentioned, man, I'm I'm right there with you. And I'm like super pumped that they're like all of them seem to be touring again. New albums. Um yeah. uh, we had the lead the guitarist from Third Eye Blind come on recently. Yeah. Was on two new albums. <laughs> They fuck. I mean, I I'm just like over overjoyed, man. I'm like I towed the wet sprockets, fucking touring again, yeah. and all those dudes. So I and I saw um right before the pandemic hit, I saw Hootie and the Blowfish and the Bare oh, Naked really? Ladies live. They were oh, touring together. Wow. Yeah, and they were at Madison Square Garden, and they fucking blew the roof off the place. Dude. And I was in the uh I was in like the down by the VIP section or whatever, and I'm looking over at the guy sitting like you know a couple rows whatever and i'm like i don't know what who he, the fuck he is but he looks really fucking familiar and then they call him on stage and it was mike mills and, uh, and i was just like oh my like i'm such a douche i'm like what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly wow. but then he got on and fucking did some shit and it was just i i was yeah. like this is the coolest fucking thing and like everybody always shits on me for going to see 90s bands and i'm like fuck you like they're no. like you're still great are you crazy? yes yeah. i, I think it's even better music too yeah me too Right, I, I went to see Kiss and uh, like they were doing another tour. It was they were really good, by the way. So we yeah. had good good seats, and we're leaving. And it's me, my wife, one of her uh, two of her friends that we do all these concerts with. All of a sudden, walking through the tunnel with us is one of the Ramones, and <laughs> yeah, the last what? living Ramone, right? The, the drummer. So, so my my, they're like, we're gonna get a picture with him. I'm like, ah, I can't be that guy. Then after they all got a picture, I'm like, why didn't I get in that picture? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get that back. All right, oh, that's great. Wow. wow. Oh, that's insane, man. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. not awesome, but awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guys been back like are you are you back out there yet or doing anything cuz I know stuff's where where are you, Scotty? I'm in uh, Lincoln, California, so I'm towards uh okay. Sacramento area. Okay, cool, cool. So you guys aren't too far away from each other, right? No. Yeah. No. Um, are you guys back out there doing stuff? California's been kind of, uh, I guess, open more than most places. I feel like everything is kind of open at this point, though. I don't know yeah, that New York's coming back. Though. Yeah, New York's basically, you know, in full swing. Um, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, have you guys been out there touring and stuff? <laughs> Aaron, you knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! No, 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 no. Well, I, yeah, I'm no. teasing. I'm just teasing him. Oh, okay. In California, it depends where you're talking. Some are more open than others, but we. Yeah. We actually never, we never, we have so far, we have not been a live act um, because okay. uh, it's just us two. And um, 
we started writing songs in the studio and we've been a studio band basically the whole time. So the pandemic or the lockdowns and everything like that, a lot of bands, it, it was a, a real setback for them, not, not able to perform and stuff like that for us. <laughs> it really wasn't much different nice, other yeah. than the fact that we, we weren't able to get together in person as much as like the year before. Sure. So we're using technology. We're using email. We're emailing each other tracks and back and forth nice. and stuff like that. So, so, you know, in this regard, the, the lockdown or not hasn't really changed our workflow and how we make music and stuff like that. Because like I was telling Scotty, unless we grew another two pairs of arms each, I don't think we'd be able to, you know, play this live unless we assembled a, a more complete band with some other people, which is not out of the question. Yeah, uh, right. Not, not off the table at this point. No, I hear you though. That's pretty cool though. So do you, but do you have any, do you want to do anything live though? I mean, outside of even a band, if you could make it work, would you do it? I've done that, you know, in my, in my younger years, <laughs> you know, Scotty's I, like, I, yes. I, uh, like yeah. I've, I've done, I've done the lugging your gear around and, and right. bands and all that. <laughs> and it's fun. It's cool. Um, you know, I'm, we're a little older now, so you got to kind of like, is that something really feasible in my, in my life at this certain point? It's, it's not off the table, you know, we're, we're kind of just seeing where this goes as a project. Sure. Um, but, and, and, you know, we, it has mo pretty much been Scotty and I doing everything, but we are, we brought in a guest uh, singer on this, this last record we did. And we're, we're talking to some other friends of ours who we know who are musicians to see if they want to take a stab at some of these things. So we're kind of opening up the door to, to see if this may be something where we can bring other people in and actually have, a real like a band band um type of scenario but i right. think it'll always be scotty and i will be this the spacing effect you know yeah. like we we are the band that's cool no i mean that's awesome man and plus like i feel like then you got to step ahead of everybody else anyway if everybody else was like trying to figure out how to go online and like kind of work separately or you know stream or whatever you guys are like yeah we started that way so <laughs> well you know what's cool about that john is that um uh, so on my show uh, mm. For my my little music show, uh, I, I asked a lot of the bands that I talked to, and a lot of them were like, "Yeah, we when the pandemic happened, you know, kind of took away obviously gigs, but within that time, it gave such an, a, a door open for everybody to kind of sit down and focus on what they need to do and what they yeah. want to do." And a lot of great music has come out of the last year and a half. Right. It's blown my mind, like yeah. from any in all different kind of styles too. So yeah. just really cool. So as much as it sucked. It's mm -hmm. really produced some amazing music. Completely so, agree. And it, you know, the coolest thing is like we've had bands on where they kind of talk about how they loved not having the influence of their record label or whatever, like work, like checking out what they're working on or having to come into a studio and have somebody else in there that they don't need in there. They had to work from home and create an album from scratch. And they were like, it was amazing because we really mm -hmm. just got to do purely what we wanted. And it, it was, I love uh, that. I feel like everybody yeah. kind of got that freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, and it really worked for us because, I mean, <laughs> like you were saying, you know, we're just at home yeah. anyway. So it's like, here, send me the file. Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you guys do, I don't, um, did you guys do a lot of the, um, like, live uh, face, um, Instagram live stuff? Did you try to play, like, for any of your fans and stuff during the pandemic? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Dude, that's I, fine. I fucking hated Zoom stand-up shows. So that's fine by me, man. 
I get it. <laughs> that I was weird. That was weird, right? Totally weird. I, I remember when it first happened too. Like the improv thing was really weird too. Watching the live improv feed. Well, improv is like... fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, but no, I know you mean. It was it was kind of weird to watch them do like any any kind of comedy done over that kind of shit is always bizarre. Yeah, but I loved I loved watching the like musicians come on and stuff like that. The only thing I I kind of I used to hate when uh you know they would do the fucking uh you know Disney would put on some shit and you could tell that like one guy was like definitely singing live and you know got a mic system in his house and then all of a sudden the next video on would be like mass produced and they're not even stuff <laughs> like. Come on, what the fuck? Yeah, this is just yeah. who has more money at this point now, like, is what you're doing or whatever, yeah. but, right? Right, you know, that, yeah, I, I was reluctant to try to do anything in a live streaming scenario just for the technical logistics. And yeah. if it doesn't work, it kind of blows up. And I, I'd be fine to do something pre recorded if we can make it work, sure. But, um, but we did, you know, we did some, we did some interviews and podcasts and, and stuff like that over the last couple of years, but no, no, no actual like no actual playing online performance, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was kind of hard to navigate that. So would you guys wind up doing like um you just kept it business as usual, like as far as like creating and doing that stuff during the pandemic, or did you take time off for yourselves? We made a whole record. Yeah. That oh, so the whole record was just made during then. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking it sick, dude. Two years to do, but it uh and it would have taken it would have gone quicker had it not been, you know, some you know, in the in the early parts of 2020, we you know, no one was going anywhere. Like we were pretty much locked in our house. So um <laughs> And yeah. then Scotty has kids and, you know, with school and everything like that. So had, had that not happened, probably wouldn't have taken a full two years, but no, we just yeah, used yeah. The, the, we used that time to make a full and, you know, not a lot of people are making full length records anymore. No. You know, this is probably, we'll probably going forward, do singles and maybe small EPs, but we had the time, we had the material, material kind of kept coming. We didn't actually, <laughs> well, we kind of knew we wanted to do a record, but it, it, it more songs were written almost on accident. We're like, well, we got to record this. this like, you know? The next thing we know, we're like, what, 12 songs on, 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 the, on the album. So nice. You know, yeah, I'm thankful I, I, for the time. I, I, got, I got a little irritated at Aaron because then out of the blue, he goes, hey, he, what do you think of this, this tune? And he'll play for my, dang it, Aaron, freaking dude, we, we're trying to finish the album. Then he gave me something like this, and which, which is funny because the, <laughs> the last one he gave us was the single of the album, yeah, the very it. first single of it. And they're just yeah. like, dude, wow. you jerk. <laughs> yeah, written on accident. That didn't yeah. mean to. That's <laughs> it great. Happened. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool. That's fucking awesome, though. So, wait, do you guys have like leftover stuff that you're making on a new album that didn't make it to this one? Uh, I wouldn't say leftover, but we do have a lot of ideas that we record in our phone and say, hey, this is, what do you think? Is, is this something? Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Let's make yeah. something with that. So we have a bunch of those. Right Little now, riffs. what we're doing, though, is we, uh, all the, the, the songs that we've recorded and written of them in all original. So we have this record and we did an EP in 2019. Right. We're actually working on a few covers now. We're going to, we're going to go into that world a little bit. Not too much. We're going to do a oh, handful. Nice. Can you but, tell us any of the covers you're working on or not yet? Should we, should we say? Yeah, yeah, I think I said it actually online oh. like a month ago. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we're doing... Like if we weren't supposed to, it's out there. Yeah, yeah screw no, no, it. Well, well I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a little bit vague. We're doing a Depeche Mode song. Oh, we're nice. Doing a, we're doing a Soundgarden song. 
Great. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do that sponge song, right, Scotty? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right. And what's yeah, the other I'm one trying to get you there. wanted to do? What's the other one you wanted to do? I've been I've been juggling, man. I talked to Tawny the other day and she says you should do in circles from Sunny Day. She goes, It makes sense. So I don't know. That's a tall order and that makes me really nervous. So I'm not sure. Oh, then you gotta do it. Oh, see, see. <laughs> right? yeah. I should have said you gotta maybe. fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. Now you just gotta do it. Uh, when you yeah. guys approach like a cover though, like how do you do it? Because there's a million ways like people do covers where they either try to do it exactly how it is verbatim. Are you, are you kind of fucking with a little bit? Are you tweaking it, making it yours, changing some stuff around? You're, you're so right about that. There's two schools of thought, right? Yeah. There's do it note for note. Mm -hmm. And if you think about like Faith No More's rendition of War Pig, Black Sabbath yeah. War Pig, note for note, arguably maybe even better than the Black Sabbath, dare right. I say. But it is dead on. And then there's other covers where they go completely in a different direction and kind of do it in their style in their own way. Right. I go back and forth between the two on the, on, on a couple of these that we're doing, I'm trying my best to stay true to the, to the original, but also giving us some space to, to put our stamp on it as well. At least I'm thinking of the Depeche Mode song in the, in the, in the Soundgarden song. Um, so I think it'll be a little bit of both. Like you'll definitely mm. know it's a cover. You'll know the song, but there'll be some, some of our things too. The, the Soundgarden tune we're doing, I will talk about that a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of excited to do it because we're doing a song called Blind Dogs. And I and it is a very deep, yeah. it's not even a deep track. It was never on any of their records. It's right. a, a B-side. It was on, if you recall that movie, The Basketball Diaries. That, yeah. You know, the, the was, it was on the soundtrack for that. They played mm -hmm. it live maybe a couple times. So it's very obscure. So it's a Soundgarden song. And and if you if you listen to the the studio recording it sounds to me like it was a demo it doesn't sound truly finished yeah um it's a little sloppy in some areas maybe by design but i it, i suspect it was they demoed it out it didn't make one of the records that they were working on at the time kind of got got shelved and they put it on a on a on a movie soundtrack so i'm excited to do a soundgarden song but not one of their big hits that everyone knows it's, right. it's a, a more yeah. obscure song and then of course it's paying a little tribute to to Chris Cornell and yes, you know sure. one of our my heroes and, and stuff like that. So um I'm I we're in the middle of that right now. We're halfway through tracking that that song. That's awesome. Did you guys yeah. get to meet any of those dudes? Like do you ever get to anybody that you're kind of like, you know, huge fans of or anything like that when you were as your career's been going on? Uh not yet. I mean I I, I met Eddie Van Halen once backstage nice. at, That's at cool. a show. Uh I ran into Slash once. Um backstage at the same <laughs> show actually he his solo band was opening for van hill this is 1995 but no yeah. not yet hopefully hopefully we'll we'll meet meet some people coming That's up awesome. what about you I've scotty got, i've got to talk to a few um i got to meet mark solomon of uh staves acre and the crucified okay um he was a big influence for me growing up um i got to meet him he was really cool and um as far as like you know, super big people, um, not necessarily, but my own personal kind of heroes I've met on my little show. I got to, I got to talk with Jonathan Ford of Unwed Sailor and Roadside Monument, which is huge for me. That's I got awesome. to talk to Chris Simpson from Mineral and uh, um, uh, Mountain Time, his new his new band. Nice. And so it's just, I mean, and, and some, some others too. So it's just really cool how just when I was a kid, how in the, I never thought in the world I'd be talking to Chris Simpson of Mineral. 
you know, right. when that meant so much to me growing up and listening to them. And, and, um, and actually, oh, I, I, I probably shouldn't say something, <laughs> but there's, no, there's no, 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 well, I don't know if I can, but there, there's two other people that I've been talking with to come on the show. And it seems promising, like it might happen. They're also part of these bands I've mentioned. So I'm getting nervous thinking nice. about it, <laughs> but I'm hoping they say yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, well, you that's guys, cool thing. Sorry, yes. when you guys have these covers coming out, are you going to like try to get them to hear it or do you just kind of do them and peace out? <laughs> uh, well, we, have to get, we have to get permission. So they're probably, maybe we'll have to hear them. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge. I've never actually released. I've only re released original material. I've never released a, a published a cover before. Sure. So, we're gonna have to figure out how, how we we gotta do it on the up and up. We're not, you know, we're not gonna just. You're not gonna yeah. fucking do it, and then this. Yeah, works. I don't but, know uh, how does that work because I feel like we'll if you're see. playing your own music and you're playing and you're singing, so that you're not using any piece of their digital material, is it is it going? Do you need to clear that through them? Yeah. Okay, so the melody. The melody. Mm -hmm. Well, I was told. Oh, yes, but I've also um, so I've talked to a bunch of guys too that I'm, I'm friends with on these messenger things, and one of them was saying that there's a certain link where, you know, these bands are like doing Taylor Swift songs and releasing them and all these other stuff, and it's like, well, I mean, there was no problem with any backlash or, or I mean, it's legit. So it's like I don't think we really have much of a problem nowadays. Everything seems kind of open. Right. So I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know the legalities of it. But through this yeah. certain website that he um, they shared, it's like super easy to do. So, wow. but, yeah. I didn't know that. Either. I had to sneeze for a second. That's why I was making like a weird face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of you saw me. What was going on? <laughs> like I know. I don't know if any of you saw me like totally go like stroke level of like facial expression. <laughs> but I was like, I should probably say something before. It's like what the fuck was mm. but i didn't wind up sneezing so that was uh either a good thing or a bad thing because it's either that's what that smirk was <laughs> exactly i was like i was like oh fuck i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i muted myself too because i was like you gotta be ready for it ready for anything love doing well, this shit live uh <laughs> well, I thought he was... I would... <laughs> also if you did fucking thanks for not mentioning it jesus <laughs> it was like does anybody want to check on him they were like let him go we're all talking it's fine yeah no no dialing 911 nothing just yeah, let him go hey we got on video <laughs> you wouldn't even know he was having a stroke because he already does the who was that um um i do that a lot yeah i completely forget i forget guests we had on like a week ago and i'm like oh what's his name and it's like <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what's wrong. It's not even. Uh, it's not even the person. It's just I just I just can't think sometimes. I don't know what it is. Maybe these ring lights are causing some kind of brain aneurysm. Yeah, yeah right. Just like sucking. <laughs> Being in front of them for like two fucking years straight because you know. <laughs> well, I look like a fucking. Girl. I don't know. Um, I, don't know. I was gonna say, you know, though, I would love to, um, because I'm friends with uh, William Gold Goldsmith. On, um, so he's a drummer for Sunday Real Estate and uh, his new band Insertion. Uh -huh. I really, and part of me is like, well, okay, if we do in circles, I like, I want to like send it to him personally. And yeah. Say, hey, what do you think, man? Absolutely, so, dude. That'd know. be fucking awesome. I feel like it'd be flattering. I don't know how they. I don't know how other bands take. Well, how would you take it if somebody did a cover of your song? Would you be like, oh, that's fucking awesome? Or would you be like, you're encroaching on my territory? <laughs> no. As long as you're excited, well, as heck, dude. As long as you could, I would love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know. I feel like that's like a kind of an honor. 
we had a band on that did a cover of Tenacious D, and uh, they put it up on TikTok, and it got a lot of good traction. And Jack Black duetted it. Yeah. For- oh, I nice. Saw I saw that. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. cool. Adam and the, Adam and the Adam and the Metal Hawks. Yeah, they were fu- they're fucking great, man. They kept me wildly entertained during the pandemic. They were putting out videos all the time. They were just having a blast. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'll yeah. check that out. <laughs> really cool dudes. Do you guys release your stuff on TikTok and and that other so- and all the other social media? Not TikTok, but on pretty much uh, the main three, I guess you could say: Instagram, fa- uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Just mainly oh, okay. some YouTube too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's YouTube stuff. Yeah. TikTok's a fucking pain in the ass to navigate. I I still don't under. I had one video that hit a million views, and then I just I guess I never posted enough, and then they were like, "Fuck you." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you too." I don't. Care. I mean, they were like, "But they don't actually need me." So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, maybe I should have posted more." Uh, <laughs> but it's hard. To, it's hard to figure out like what you know, whatever you need to do on there. But I guess it's worth it. it I don't confusing. know. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's what's cool, and and also very confusing. Just like you're saying about um, a lot of the bands that I follow and stuff, and I see all their posts and stuff, and I'm friends with a lot of these people, and seeing them post their TikToks, I'm just like, is this just is this really a thing? Like, it's so yeah. interesting to know like covers on TikTok and singing on TikTok is just it's huge, and it's like, but I just don't get it though. Like, what's the appeal? I don't know. For me personally, I just, I don't what get people it. People sometimes but. do is they'll like you. They'll play your song. And then they'll lip sync it. And then if it catches fire, like we have a friend that's a uh, friend that's a comedian that he has part of his bit on it. Now, this gentleman is totally out of the loop of TikTok. He's never been on it, doesn't even know what it is. And his daughter was sending him all clips of people doing his act, like oh, mousing really? his act. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then wow. it gets more popular. It gets a little viralness if they if they find something that they grab to. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, it is kind of fun. Yeah, stand-ups are good for doing that kind of stuff with or whatever. For I've seen a bunch of comedy stuff done. I just don't like how homogenous it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, when one thing works, like, everybody fucking does it. Yeah. And then it's just in your feet, like, the same shit over and over and over again. And then half the time, it's not even people that are, like, you know, remotely talented. It's just that, you know, they're uh, wildly attractive. And, uh <laughs> Yeah. But more props to him. I get it. Like that's fucking yeah. great. Who doesn't want to look at it? But it's also like, who wants to look at it? You know what I mean? Like, like John will <laughs> like, not stop going on about me. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm just jealous. That's all. You got a, <laughs> you got a nice hat collection. I, uh, <laughs> I can't lie. Um, so what is it? So you guys, how long do you think before you start doing like a uh, another album? Oh lord. Well. Well, I mean, like, look at it this way. Like, you just did this one. So how long? Because you guys aren't... Because normally I feel like, what it is it? You get, like, a band puts out an album, they go touring with it, right? Mm -hmm. So now, what's the process now? Is it... Yeah, the the traditional way is you go in the studio, you make a record, you go on tour to support that record, right? And then Mm -hmm. you come home and you write another record and go on tour and and it's just this this thing, right? But we're trying to figure out how to navigate how things work in 2021, which is different sure. now. You know, the internet is the ultimate distribution center. Um, <laughs> so we were just, it's funny, we we're just talking today about, and we've talked about this recently too, like people, unless you're like a big A-lister, people really aren't making full-length records anymore. Right. Um, they're releasing singles. 
for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the attention span of the, the consumer these days doesn't want to yeah. listen to a whole album or what, yeah. they just want, right. they, or they want yeah. playlists, they yeah. want your song among, <clears throat> amongst a bunch of others or whatever. So Some the full-length album, well, yeah. there's that yeah. too. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. The full-length album is kind of, I wanted to get at least one under our belt, you know, but I don't know that we will do that very much going forward. So to answer your question, we'll continue to always write and record material and it'll just be, how do we release it? And yeah. it'll probably be more like either singles, you know, a, as we put, as we do them, or maybe we, we let a few build up like three, four and release like an EP, like a small package of, of songs. But that's kind of going to be the formula I think going forward, which is a lot of people are doing, which is, and, and the thing about it too, I heard someone say, um, you can kind of focus a little bit more when you're when you're working on just one song or maybe two songs. When you're doing yeah. a record and you're trying sure. to record, write and record 11, 12, 13, 14 or more songs, it's very time consuming because, you know, it can feel like this is never going to end. I got so much yes. to do, so much to tackle. I can imagine. Right, where, and then, fortunately, sometimes you get albums where Maybe 80% of the songs are great and 20% of them are filler or, you know, you know, like we'll throw that on the record, but that's not our best, whatever. Right. Whereas if you are just focusing on singles, you can really put everything into it. If it works, you keep going with it. If it doesn't work, you get it out of the way and you do another one. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, once we get, we're going to do a handful of covers and then we're going to go back to our original material, which we already have some ideas for. It's just a matter of going in digging them up, figuring out what's going to work and just building on those. And then don't you get to eventually just collect the singles and make an album then? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to do it. I feel like that's that's an even better way to do it. Right. In the old days, and this is why in my mind, why why I was like, we need to do a record is in the old days. And I'm talking, you know, five years ago and before (laughs) um, you would, you would make a record, you, you, you go into a studio. So there was, studio time now everyone's doing it in their in their house but mastering an album you know mastering an album is making sure that all the songs that you recorded are at the same volume level sonically they're all kind of uniform so that you can play any song on that record and it's going to have the same kind of sonic sound the volume's going to be you don't have to reach for the volume and everything like that so that's why i told scotty i'm like we need to do a full-length album because we need to save up all these songs to have them mastered all at once yeah. So that again, this is the traditional way of making a record. But now, right. I think we're going to just master the songs as we go. And um, you like what you just said. You could take all those singles and put them together on a playlist and call it an album. Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. You know, yeah. the same thing. That's sometimes what I do anyway. Like, I mean, if I'm listening to a band or whatever, like I, I, I very rarely there's there's certain bands I love listening to a full album for, mm-hmm. and then you know and nine times out of 10, sometimes I see bands creating albums that literally have a beginning and an end. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, their songs actually flow, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the time though, I just, if they've got a few, you know, albums out, I just pick and choose anyway. And then they're the singles that I like that they put out or, or that I enjoy or whatever. And I put them in a playlist. So if people are doing right. that anyway, fuck it. Why not just release, right. the, you know, the singles. Right. Right. And do it Although way. I will say this, I will say this. I have re- I was doing that for so long recently, just listening to the songs I like, throwing them mm-hmm. in a playlist of my favorites and whatever. But I actually have gone back to the traditional listening to an album start to finish. Usually when I'm working, I just kind of have it on. Yes. 
And it's so cool because you hear songs that you haven't heard in years. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's right. That's a total deep track on that record that most people don't even know or like. Yeah. I, for some reason, it was one of my favorite songs. And yeah. so I'm revisiting a lot of these deep tracks on records that yeah. you wouldn't hear on a, on a Spotify playlist or, or on the radio or whatever. So, um, yeah, uh, that, that, that's been kind of fun to go back to just listening to full records again. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you ever do that thing where you listen to an album that you look? There's sometimes like on long car rides or whatever, like I'll have an album playing or whatever, and I'll kind of even forget it's on because normally you do that thing you're skipping through or your iPhone or whatever. But then like I'll forget I'll leave it on and a song will pop on that I never really listened to before. And it'll be like years have gone by. And I'm like, why didn't I fucking like, why did I skip this song? It's really fucking good. And I have no idea. Yeah, and now it goes to your playlist and when your favorites and you're listening to it every day. <laughs> yes, and then I and then I play it until I no longer enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it goes back on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of mastering, I we should point out too that um we are fortunate to to work with Max Wassa who who got us connected with Max Norman. Who yeah. Max Norman uh mastered this album and our and our last EP we did and Max is a um, a legend in the music business. He has produced and engineered so many great records, just to name a few, Ozzy Osbourne solo records, Megadeth, um, George Lynch. I mean, he's, he's worked with the best. Nice. He's worked with the best. And um, so it's been great to um, have, you know, I'm, I'm doing the mixing and, mas- or mixing and recording at, at my house here. And then I turn it over to a pro like him. And I'm like, do your magic to it and, and, and hope that what he's hearing, he's like, okay, good. This is, this is something I can work with. Not this is a bunch of shit. What, what are you, what are you doing? And sure. for him, someone like him to say, even something like, Hey, good job on the mix. I'm like, okay, that's all I need. I'm So, so it was a real pleasure and treat to be able to, to work with him. And we're really gracious to, to what he's done for us to make, to, to, you know, the mastering is the final process, like the final the coat final coat of uh, gloss i guess right. on, on the record but uh yeah got to point that out max norman awesome well when you guys when you guys play yourself live this is this is a good question about producing and all the other stuff so you you know you record songs for an album that's the way you want them to sound that's their finished product if you play them again how loose are you with that do you do you kind of add stuff that you added in later or do you stick to primarily what you wrote and you know musically and lyrically it kind of depends, you know, like some, some records, uh, that you, that you make, like you, you stay true to it. You, you, it was, it, it came out exactly how you want it and you don't want to want to change a lot of other times too, though, the songs evolve and, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you, you might, you might watch bands, um, play songs that, that maybe were released years ago and you can kind of see how they play them a little bit differently in live settings or they may embellish or add to parts and stuff like that. The fact right. of the matter is, you know, and you probably know this doing stand up. You do the same, more or less oh, the yeah. same r- routine, city to city, right? Well, bands right. do the same thing. They're playing the same songs every night, right? So, God forbid, it could get a little monotonous to play the same thing over and over. So you kind of want to wander a little bit. You want to kind of, you know, add in a little extra, throw in here and there. So it's not uncommon for that to happen. It's funny the extremes. Like I don't even know. Like, uh, like I've gone to see certain bands where some part of me enjoys when they when I, the audience is trying to sing along 
and the band's like, no, nah, I don't think so. Nah. And then they like completely <laughs> throw it off, you know, whatever. And I and I get the I get both sides of it. I get the band's yeah. frustration as an artist going like, oh, okay, they want to fuck around and do whatever. Uh, you know, but I also get the audience inspiration where they're like, I just wanted to come sing to my favorite song, you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's hilarious, but I do get it. Like, it's gotta be, you know, uh, frustrating or whatever. The Counting Crows are a band that does that. Kind of, like, I think Adam Duritz does not like to, uh, it just sounds different. It's all, it's almost the same. And then he'll throw in like 14 extra lyrics yeah. that you didn't <laughs> ever heard him do, or he'll take it extra long or whatever, or, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of blows me away. And Bob Dylan yeah. doesn't even sing anymore. I think he just speaks when he goes on stage. So it's that kind of, you know, you're like, oh, he's he's doing a reading. Uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of uh, the Counting Crows, that that song, uh, "Raining in Baltimore," yeah, on their first record, great song, great song. But I love the live version so much more mm. than the recorded version. It's just the the emotion it, yeah. and everything. It's just for me, it's the same song. Yep, it's just performed differently, and I will go to the live version every time on, on that particular track. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree, dude. Yeah, there's a bunch of that stuff where I'm just like, it's crazy too because I hate when they uh when when a bands don't. I think every band should at least record one live fucking set along with whatever their albums because sometimes I hear the live one and I'm like, oh, I want, I want, I want that one. <laughs> like, I don't really? want to hear the one they did. Yeah, right. Really? See, I'm I'm, the, I'm complete opposite. I really? never, I've rarely have I ever been a fan of something live. I think one of the only ones that really stuck in my mind was the Doors doing the end live, and oh. it was like so much more longer. I'm mean, so much more long, and just like it was just, I just remember just feeling it out and hearing just Jim be bonkers. But yeah. I, there was something about that that was so appealing. But as far as like Blink One Eighty Two live and some of these elements, I'm just like, eh, it's okay. Like even right. some like these metal bands that I'm I'm totally digging a lot of these metal bands nowadays, and some of that stuff it's like okay, but I'm just gonna go to your regular mm -hmm. album. It sounds you know, it sounds a little better. Some, some people are just aren't great live, you know what I mean? And they try to like they won't even bother to try to replicate what they did on the album and all. Like even true, true, even remotely. So that does that kind of yeah. shit bums me out. But when I feel like they're they're yes. playing or whatever, it's weird. Uh, somebody had just said uh, um, mentioned Dave uh, Dave Matthews back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like he he did oh. different stuff. He always did different stuff too, and so did um, I saw Rob Thomas because he mm. opened for the Counting Crows, and I felt the same. Oh. Like he kind of mixed it. Mm. It's weird though because where he kind of mixed it up a little bit, he still kept it where like you almost didn't notice. So all the songs huh. still kind of sounded exactly the same. Where I feel like when Adam took the stage, he's like, "Fuck it." Like, yeah, like he's yeah, yeah. He's goes stage, he goes off feeling. Well, and when you when you talk about live too, there's there's the live recording and mm. then there's the live performance now the re the live performance is, can't be duplicated on a stereo right it's the it's yeah. the punch it's that low end it's the volume it's yeah. it's being in a crowd it's the energy again you will not get that on a on a cd or a computer or a record right. whatever so um you know there are some live albums that are awesome the frampton comes alive this comes to mind uh, right off the bat that that's a phenomenal live record absolutely but, but you know, it, it is hard to capture that energy. So that's why probably Scotty, you you might gravitate to the studio records where they've really dialed in those sounds for the record, versus you know the a live performance that's just recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
Or there's some artists that I love that have like multiples of the same song and it fucks me up because like I'll be in a car with a friend and they'll be like, oh, you like, you know, whoever. And like they'll pop it in and then I'm like, not whatever this shit is. Like, not, what, not what are you even doing? You know what I mean? And it's like the same song that you grew up with, but it's on their like hidden fourth out or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm just like, oh, this isn't, this isn't it at all. Yeah. That yeah. throws me. I can't stand that. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's one thing I'm definitely not a fan of is when I see like a new release, quote unquote, and right. it's like, three four different mixes and and this kind of stuff i'm like why why butcher it or yeah. I mean, okay I'm, I'm sorry i'm being judgmental here but i just go what's the point this is, you don't need 50 different mixes of that and do like right. an electronic version and then do like a a softer version but it's all the same thing it's just right i don't know that that's me i never again the live stuff the remixes constant remixes it's like no 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 just just leave it alone. Yeah, it's like how personally, hate it the first time you did it. <laughs> yeah, like we get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, I, but I understand. Yeah, we, we're saying about the two live. No tool. Live. Tool. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, they're phenomenal. That's true. Live. That's a band that could go either way. Oof. Have Have they released a lot much live material? I know in their like OPA, the first EP, there's a few live songs. But is there a lot of tool live? That's not know. bootleg. I don't know. I have a few. I mean, it may be from the one you're talking about, but I have a few where you you hear you can hear the audience reaction in the yeah. background. But I grabbed that from off of uh, when uh, Napster was around back in the day. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's a name drop. It would be it would be cool if we put out a, a, a commercial live album like a re of their recent yeah. tour or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. We yeah, saw them. Uh, Scotty and I saw them uh, here in Sacramento. What two yeah. years ago at the aftershock, oh, nice. and that was. They were phenomenal, man. They blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah, I was a fan, but I can be even more of a fan when I saw them live. Nice. So that was amazing. That's right. I saw Echo and the Bunny Man in Sacramento, nice. uh, and they were like, uh, well, "I know that's not nobody gives a shit." But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks like sugar. I love that song. Yeah, like but sugar. they, dude, that is their. I think that's their Come best on. song. Yeah. I think that's their best fucking song. I love that song. Um, everyone either knows the one from uh, what the fuck is that movie with Lost the creepy Boy. rabbit and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Donnie Darko. Donnie uh, Darko, um, that's it. Uh, oh, the yeah, it's uh, uh, Killing Moon. The Killing Moon. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. They got a song on the Lost Boys soundtrack too. They did. I think they did too. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that one though. Um, but yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. But um, which now he's apparently you know whatever Taylor Swift's got a axe to grind. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know why I sound like I know him. I'm like, Dad, what a. <laughs> I don't know. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you disperse the name of Gyllenhaal? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So what is the, what's the, um, you know, what's basically like your plan? Like you got to go to this album. Are you just kind of doing like interviews and stuff like that? Like what's your mode to get it out there? Yeah. Well, we're on, you know, we're through the dark star records and liquid uh, music label. So, um, you yeah. know, we have a, a platform and, to, to kind of get it out there and we're all we're on amazon and spotify and apple we're all on the right. streaming major streaming platforms um you know we're not we're not doing live performing at this time so you mm -hmm. know the an alternative would be to try to get our, our music into you know other media like films tv shows commercials whatever yeah. you know video content um to, to add to that so that that's a, an avenue that i'd like to to try to pursue um, we had a, a band on that gave us a hint for that. If you name your song something uh, generic, sometimes uh, like TV shows and commercials, stuff like that, will look up 
because that's how they they wound up kind of getting into it is that they didn't even mean to do that but they were just like i don't know what the name of their the song was yeah. but literally they said if you just if you just you know name a song like doing laundry like these morons at the you know <laughs> they'll yeah. like literally be like oh we got a scene in the show where they're doing laundry but they're you know whatever and they'll like look up that and then they'll try to find a song right right oh, that's you smart. Know, that that so reminds just, me of years ago i did um I did some cue music and I did uh, AT&T licensed one of my, my songs for one of their oh, corporate wow. videos. And in my description for that music, it was in the style of Pearl Jam and Coldplay, right? Mm -hmm. In the style of, well, I don't know why they chose my music, but I, you know, I, I, I think it's probably because they're like, Oh, Pearl Jam Coldplay. Let's, let's listen to it. You know? So I think I hooked them in with that, <laughs> but they, you know, they they could get my music for a lot cheaper. Oh right, right. <laughs> for, for their video, so um, it, but it worked. It worked yeah. in my favor, right? Yeah, and got in the door. That's great. That's cool. I you guys should like I like it'd be fucking hilarious if a band like did that kind of shit and then really put like subliminal satanic messages in the you know what I mean? <laughs> we're like you know like awesome. the WB picks up some show or whatever because yeah. it's like the name of the song and some shit but. <laughs> And they start to play. Nobody's even paying attention. It just gets passed along the fucking ladder, and and it's like you know the yeah. seventh heaven cast getting back together. Yeah. Or some shit. Right, right. Or what, or what about what about a, a corporate training oh, video? Right. <laughs> and then, right. Even like, better. Everyone's in a conference room watching some oh. corporate training, boring training, and and the music's in the background. There's some subliminal satanic. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> they have no idea. <laughs> That'd be great. Like all of a sudden on eleven o'clock news, you bloodbath at Target. And you're like, holy shit, yeah. they bought our song. You know, you're, uh, giving some, yeah, you're giving me some ideas here. I think I might. Uh... <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> I'm sure Max will be thrilled about what I just said. So, yeah, right. <laughs> what are you doing? To word on the street is facing is up for two soundtracks as we speak. Oh, that's great. That's, nice. that's fucking awesome. There we go. We got some stuff in the works. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, congrats, guys. I gotta ask yeah, you two questions you. before I let you go. I asked, and you guys can answer individually um you know or together fuck it i don't know uh but uh i ask we ask every guest this so the first one is uh if you go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice that would help you today what would it be you know what mine would be mine would be nothing at all like serious it would be no, it. to stop watching so much tv and movies and create oh Honest to God, I thought you were going to go with porn, but that's fine. But TV <laughs> just in general. I, I was like, he was like, stop watching so much. And I was like, <laughs> what? Why would comes. you give yourself that advice? <laughs> yeah, I know. What <laughs> <laughs> are you, crazy? <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you're like, no, I'll do that. I just want to create more with the porn. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Those are the create, soundtracks they're up for. I want to create music for the porn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Max. <laughs> we made it, guys. Oh, we made it. <laughs> um, you guys are giving me all kinds of ideas. Yeah, yeah. I, he I heard they had the lead song on Ghost Thrusters. The <laughs> oh, <remake>. my God. <laughs> 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 oh lord oh uh, god oh my gosh oh fuck that was great uh aaron good job tom the floor is yours <laughs> yeah um actually this is easy i'll keep it i'll keep it music related i the first instrument i started playing was piano when i was nine years old mm. and 
you know, I was taking piano lessons, like the classical piano lessons. And my, my nine-year-old self didn't think it piano cool enough. And I'm like, screw this. I don't want to do it. I want to play. I think I moved to saxophone, actually. So I didn't even oh, go wow. to guitar next. Anyway, I, I vaguely, I, I totally remember this. My grandfather, who has since passed on, sitting down with me at the piano. And, I, and I'm, I'm a little shithead. I'm nine years old. I don't want to do this, you know. And he was, <laughs> in, in, in his very gentle way, was trying to tell me, you know, I know it's not easy, but you really should stick with it. You know, this is it's a good thing you're doing, you know, think about it. Don't just make it, you know, a, a rash decision. He said it and I'm paraphrasing or whatever. <laughs> I, I was like, Nope, not doing it to this day. I regret yeah. not staying with piano. If I would have stayed from age nine to, to now, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd be probably pretty good. Now I can kind <laughs> of feel my way around on the piano, yeah. but I, I, I regret not staying with it at such an early age. Um, so if I could go back to that nine-year-old, I'd beat the shit out of him and say, you're going <laughs> to yeah, oh, play piano. Yeah. That's a great time travel movie, though. Like, you don't even make it. Like, you beat the shit out of your nine-year-old self. <laughs> and then just wind up in, yeah, and then wind up in jail <laughs> in the past, and you can't even get back to your future self. Like, no, I was just trying to shake the kid up. It's me. <laughs> Uh, they're like, now your older self has a red dot on your house from beating up your younger self. <laughs> Jesus. Scotty's trying to rehearse with you up? and you just fade away like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Fuck. He sees bruises right before you leave. Um, oh, that's no. fucking nuts. Uh, <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. Boy. The last question for both of you is what had to end in your life, good or bad? For you to wind up where you are today. What had to end? Wow, that's a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, I never even thought about that. Oh my gosh. Ah, uh, well, we know somebody didn't watch this show before he came on it. <laughs> <laughs> to to be fair, I got to certain points, but I'm driving all day long, and I didn't yeah. get to finish the some of them. <laughs> I get it. You only got 20 minutes in. This question happens at the end. Nobody ever knows it's yeah, going no, no. <laughs> It's Guilty. Fine. So dude, guilty. I'm sorry, guys. Dude, I barely rewatch my own stand-up sets or the show, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm just getting the money and leaving. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I, I, okay. Um, uh, okay. So what was the question one more time? <laughs> sorry. So sorry. what had to end in your life, good or bad, for you to wind up where you are today? I, okay, so I would say that I stopped watching movies and TVs and stuff. I just cut it all out, and wow. all I've been doing has been creating. Wow, that's great. So I just wish I did it earlier on. Hence the going back and talking to myself. So. Sure. All right. What did you st- What did you used to watch that you stopped? Now I'm no, just no. It's just like I was just a movie fiend. Like I was. Yeah. Every movie had to come out. Every TV show I had to watch. I wanted to be in. You know, know it all and be just the constant back and forth with friends and that stuff. And I think honestly it was around when just before the pandemic came out, I was just like, I need to stop. I need to yeah. just focus on some music. And then the, the pandemic happened and it was like, here's my chance. Like I was telling you earlier about telling right. you earlier about the bands. So, wow. Let you are the only person. What can person I ruin is- for you? <laughs> wait, 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 what? So let me rephrase my question. What can I ruin for you? <laughs> let me tell you how Nothing. Game of Thrones ends. <laughs> No, uh, oh, I, I saw that. That was unfortunate. See, that's that why. A, that's why I stopped. Oh, that's <laughs> <all>. Yeah. <laughs> that was 
<laughs> right. Uh, Aaron, do you know the answer to the uh, question? Aaron? I do. Actually, I actually have two answers. Can I can I Great. give you two? Go with All it. Right. Yeah. So the first one, uh, when I was younger, um, well, athletics. And, and I'm still an athlete. I'm still very active, but uh, organized athletics in, in school and growing up and stuff like that time consuming obviously and it, it takes a lot of your attention and um so to be able to really pursue music in the way that i am now being freed up from from that thing i think that that part of my life kind of had to end so that i could do sure. what i'm doing now but i would also say too my first marriage had to end to, in order oh, okay. to continue <laughs> you know and, and not that um it wasn't horrible or anything but my 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 ex-wife was not a music lover and um oh, you know man. pursuing so you know right. putting hours in the studio didn't go over too well with, with <laughs> her and, and so that was always a negotiation and a whatever so i think um i don't know that i would have made two records in the last you know few years if if i was still in that marriage so wow Awesome, guys. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on. You guys were a fucking blast to talk to. Check out their new album. Um, it's uh, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, right? There you go. There you go. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Uh, and also, apparently, they're going to be uh, doing some soundtracks. Hopefully not porn. Uh, but <laughs> hopefully Max got him a better deal. Um, yeah, Aaron's like, it's fine by me. I don't know what Look, the fuck you're talking about. On, yeah, what are you talking music. about? It's still music. Oh, Lord. I love that Aaron is it like, I'll jerk bills. off to my own music. What are you kidding? <laughs> it might enhance the experience. What are you talking about? <laughs> It'll be like Pavlov's dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you guys are you guys are a good time thanks so much for uh, thank you thanks, so much guys. For yep. yeah guys thanks so much for coming out I'll see you guys Dystopia tonight